Hello and welcome to another edition of the Panthers Tracks podcast. My name's Ellis Williams. I'm joined here by nobody. I'm by myself. I'll spare the solo singing opera that I shared last time, though I got great reviews. You should have seen my DMs and my mentions and my ads. No singing this time. We're talking exclusively Panthers football because the Panthers are in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I've been putting an S on that. I've been saying Spartansburg. I appreciate being corrected today and now know it is Spartanburg, South Carolina, where the Carolina Panthers started training camp today. It's day one and it was riveting. It was everything getting back to football is. And we're going to talk about that. Of course, we're going to really break down what was Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold for the very first time. And I'm not sure how frequent we'll be on here. I'm going to try and deliver this podcast the best I can, as frequently as I can, all things considered. And each time I'm on, that's going to be the topic of conversation. We're going to talk Baker Mayfield. We're going to talk Sam Darnold, because that's the most glaring and prominent topic surrounding this team right now. There's a ton of other storylines, and we'll get to those too. But everything was in full force today because of the Panthers quarterback battle but also just because of the excitement that is the NFL being back right this this is training camp this time of year is always exciting it's encapsulates everything that we as people love about the game of football I mean I was surrounded by Panthers fans families kids moms dads everyone who is felt like was a Panthers fan was in Spartanburg today and of course this is my first go around down here so it's just nice to be immersed around everybody, uh, much like Baker Mayfield was today, getting his first taste of the South Carolina heat, which he wore long sleeves and pants to during his practice and, and admittedly said he, he was stupid for doing so. Uh, I, I got some better advice. I was in a bucket hat and, and some shorts and, and a polo. But that's the, the growing pains that is uh, NFL training camp. And Baker Mayfield definitely went through enough of that today we'll get into it in a second but first I just want to run down uh some notable news that came out of Panthers camp day one uh for staying on the quarterbacks after practice Matt Rule said that the plan going forward is going to be to rotate Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield evenly today Sam Darnold worked with the ones throwing to DJ Moore Robbie Anderson Christian McCaffrey Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble, while Baker Mayfield threw to the second team, which had, you know, Brandon Zelstra, Rashad Higgins, Keith Kirkwood, Colin Thompson, backups that aren't available to you if you're not on the first team, right? And that was evident today as Darnold really looked sharp. He really looked crisp. Uh, he threw five touchdowns, all of which came in the red zone for were no deeper than five-yard throws, uh, but it was timing. It was precise. It, they were underneath routes. It was a, a really sharp day and a performance that really picked up on where he left off in minicamp and OTAs. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield looked like a quarterback who was learning a new system, who wasn't familiar with his targets, who wanted to impress but couldn't find the mark, and that's fine. It's day one. He had two beautiful deep balls to Brandon Zelstra that just fell a little long. 
one down the seam, which he read perfectly, and Zelster was wide open. The other was, you know, more of a one-on-one go ball, but that's what Baker's going to do. He's going to give his playmakers an opportunity to do exactly that, make a play. And I expect eventually that those balls will start connecting. He's going to develop timing with DJ Moore. He'll develop timing with Robbie Anderson and some of those deep balls will drop right in the bucket. But today that he was not as accurate as he would have liked to be even said that talking to Panthers media for the first time in person after practice today, he said there were some throws he would have liked back. He wasn't happy with his accuracy and those are things he plans on cleaning up. Now, I think it's important to understand how early we are in this process. Baker Mayfield said today he hasn't had the playbook for more than two weeks. And because of the NFL's no contact period, he was unable to work with any of his coaches on installing, on learning. So rather than have something be taught to him, he was teaching himself. And I think anybody who you know, has done online classes or had a professor or a teacher who was a little bit of aloof or anyone who was trying to go through school during the pandemic can relate to how challenging something can be uh, when you have to force feed it yourself. So the rust is to be expected. Matt Rule said tomorrow Baker Mayfield will work with the ones while Sam Darnold works with the twos. And then going forward, they'll see how they divvy up first and second team reps. I would expect that this will be a pretty even competition for a while, uh, but that's camp. Everything stays fluid. It has to be. Second piece of news I want to get to, J.C. Horn put on the pub list today. He reported some soreness after the conditioning test yesterday and that same right foot he broke during week three a year ago. Matt Rule said it's not anything that they're concerned about long-term. JC's chomping at the bit to get out there and, and compete, but of course health comes first and the top priority is making sure, making sure JC Horn is available for week one for when the Cleveland Browns come to Carolina for the season opener on September 11th. So it doesn't sound like J.C. Horn is anything to worry about, but of course something we'll keep an eye on. And then as we uh, previously reported and, and already knew, uh, you know, on Monday, Matt Rule told the media that Shaq Thompson would be on the pub list due to a knee clean out that he had. Uh, I would not expect Shaq Thompson to participate in training camp at all. This is going to be a couple week recovery. Every intention is that he is also ready for week one. That meant Corey Littleton got the start in Shaq Thompson's place. C.J. Henderson started in place of J.C. Horn today. Um, and then in some slightly surprising news, Rashawn Melvin re- retired from the NFL. Uh, 32-year-old cornerback probably didn't have a future on this roster as cornerback is one of the t- more tightly contested rooms on this team right now. Uh, so Rashawn Melvin calling it, uh, calling it a career and Matt Rule had nothing but great things to say about him uh, after the fact today, speaking to media. So that's just the news rundown I wanted to give y'all. Uh, we're going to I want to dig deeper into Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold here. 
before we do that, I just want to say, I hope I'm sounding all right. Um, I'm not in our regular podcast studio. I'm at a, a Spartanburg hotel right now. And this mic, you see, I shouldn't snitch on myself, but uh, it's not plugged into anything. I thought it would look good, but I don't have the right cord for a Mac that is compatible with uh, the, these mini USBs. So I'm going to get all that figured out here uh, at some point. So I hope I sound all right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like Skip Bayless on his new podcast where he's got that microphone right in front of him that is not plugged into absolutely anything. Um, unlike Skip, at least I'm making mine look like it's in use. And hopefully I don't sound uh, off the wall or combative or crazy. Uh, no disrespect to the OG, but that's just his brand. And that's not what we're trying to do here on the Panthers Tracks podcast. So let, let's unpack this uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold competition a, a, a little more here. Um, I thought that this is a, a really interesting moment in Panthers history and NFL history. When, when you think about it, the Panthers now have the number one and number three pick in the 2018 draft that happened just four years ago. Um, neither quarterback clearly could make things work at their original destinations. Sam Darnold traded last year, Baker Mayfield this past offseason. Both are now in Carolina. They were the first two quarterbacks taken off the board, uh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley went second, Denzel Ward fourth. That's working out. Or maybe that was fifth. Bradley Chubb may have been fourth. Either way, top five pick. Uh, two five top five picks for the Browns there. Things are working out for Denzel Ward. He just signed a extension this offseason, becoming one of the higher paid quarterback cornerbacks in football. Um, but not so much for Baker Mayfield. And that's why he is now in Carolina. And it was interesting watching them walk down together into the valleys of the practice fields behind Gibbs Field. It's really a uh, sauna down there, y'all. Uh, I mean, I'm talking to Panthers fans. You guys know I'm the one going through this for the first time. And they are going to be tied to each other this entire season. It. I have a feeling no one is going to really definitively win this job, right? You know, Sam Darnold and Panther fans saw this last year. He doesn't make mistakes or look bad until the lights are on bright. And that doesn't mean he is a, you know, a, a choke artist. I, I'm more astutely. I'm trying to say that Sam Darnold needs to play regular season football for his warts to really show. I expect him to, nickel and dime and death by a thousand paper cuts this Panthers defense during training camp and even opponents in the preseason uh, for the next month you know if he gets preseason action with the first team he's gonna have some targets available to him not Christian McCaffrey but other start notable starters you know DJ Moore Robbie Anderson Ian Thomas guys that are gonna get open in, in their matchups and, and, and preseason football is so vanilla anyway. Right. You know, uh, I'm not saying the Panthers have this high octane piece of weaponry surrounding Sam Darnold, though, you know, I wrote this off season home, uh, Mike Tannenbaum, former GM for the jets rated 
the Panthers offensive weapons as a tier two unit up there with the, the Denver Broncos uh, a step under the Cincinnati Bengals. So this, I mean, this team has a lot of playmakers. You all know that point being Sam Darnold is not going to make any mistakes until he's facing the best of the best. And I think that's the only way to get a, an accurate read on both these guys. So Baker on the other hand is really playing from behind here. I mean, I expect Baker to catch up and grow more comfortable within this offense, but much like uh, to the contrary of Sam Darnold, Baker performs best when it's just go time, when it's time to make a play and not because he's this will lead a team from behind or nail a, a fourth quarter comeback drive. Baker has struggled plenty in those moments. I mean, when it's just time to go out there and play some football, when he can throw back shoulder balls or, or one-on-one 50 fifties that he trusts his guys to go make, we saw that today and you can't get a fair assessment on Baker until he's doing that in, in full speed action. So Panthers brass have a, a really tough job ahead of them um, to, and I love how Matt rule saying that it's not his job to pick the quarterback. The players will do that themselves. I know he, he got a lot of pushback for that. Matt rule is going to get pushback for anything he does uh, just or unjust. But what he's saying is that, the players know who the better quarterback is and over the course of the next three weeks, maybe this will become a little more clear. Um, This was day one. Sam Darnold definitely won the day. He went 11 for 14, I believe five touchdowns, no interceptions though. He he could have thrown one to Damian Wilson uh, in the end zone, but the linebacker wasn't able to get his feet in bounds. He admitted it was a boneheaded decision. Uh, Baker also made a boneheaded decision throwing a uh, one-on-one vertical to Keith Kirkwood on the outside. The wind kind of got it, it, it sounded like, but it, it was underthrown. Justin Burris tipped it right to Keith Taylor, who got the first interception of camp. It was Baker's last throw of the day. Um, it's, But this decision-making process that the Panthers are going to have to go through Look, a lot of these, a lot of the time, these decision, decisions are made based on a complete body of work that is decided based on identifying the right reads within an offense. So you're going to see Sam and Baker both throw to their first read a lot, if not all the time during camp, because that's what the coach wants to happen that's how the play is designed. If your first read is there, take it. Now, you know, a more expert level quarterback would prefer matchups over first read or scheme or be able to pass on a first read knowing a second option where it was available. And perhaps that's exactly what Baker did today when he threw those go balls, because that probably wasn't the first read, but that's Baker letting three long ones uh, really go. And the first two to Zelstra were just beautiful balls, y'all. I mean, uh, he's got – Madden rated him like the sixth strongest, strongest arm for a reason. Baker lets that thing rip. Where Sam didn't – I don't think Sam Darnold attempted a pass over 12 yards today. Again, 
I'm watching from the same view y'all are. They don't treat us media any better. I don't got the all 22. I'm not breaking down this practice after the fact as much as I wish I was. I don't have access to that stuff. So I got to go off one viewing, my photographic memory, <laughs> and uh, try to decipher and break it down the best I can for everybody. So it's going to be just a fascinating quarterback competition. I think their habits will continue to show. Their tendencies will continue to carry them. Sam will check down and throw short. Baker will hit the first read, but let it rip when he feels it's a good time to do so. I think that Baker is in a spot where perhaps it would benefit him if he wasn't named the week one starter. I know that would grab massive headlines and be a huge deal, but Matt Rule kind of teased it actually yesterday when he said most NFL teams play two quarterbacks at some point during the season anyway. I mean, damn, the Panthers played three last year. And they probably played a couple the year before that. I know P.J. Walker got a start when uh, Teddy Bridgewater was here. That's when I was covering the Browns. Somehow I stay up on it all. You know how Elwell gets down. Um, so I don't think we should really overreact to a lot of this, even though that's what we do, right? I'm in here talking ad nauseum about one practice that lasted about an hour and 10 minutes that was really centered around two seven on seven throwing sessions where Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold each got about 15 throws each I mean come on that ain't no sample size that 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 you can't can't really take a ton away from that even though y'all are going to read my story in the morning and and understand I did take a lot out of it that's that that's also uh, part of the fun of this right you got to over analyze everything but you can't overreact is what I'm trying to say. And that means this Panthers team is probably going to look inconsistent for most of camp. You know, I probably should have teased a segment off the top. What does El Will know? You know, these are things we'll, we'll slowly organically bake into this podcast. But, you know, I think I did that actually. Uh, one of the last times I talked to y'all, the pod before Jonathan's farewell. Um, so, you know, one thing I do know is that this is this is probably going to be a little choppy for for a while. <laughs> that joint practice with New England. Sheesh. Um, I, I, I bet New England's defense puts the clamps on whatever quarterback is taking reps for the Panthers at that point, because this offense is just in a different spot. They're, they're not advanced. They're they're putting the pieces together as they go, not because they're unprepared but because it's all new. And like I said, Baker Mayfield has had this playbook for less than two weeks. Sam Darnold kind of is what Sam Darnold is. He, he showed that today. I don't think this team can be, hit its peak offense without more risk-taking and deep field throws. And, and maybe that wasn't on the script today. And we'll see Sam Darnold let it rip tomorrow, y'all. This is the fun part. And I hope I get to talk to you guys about this more than once a week uh, because each day is different. Switching gears here slightly, um, we're going to keep it focused on the offense, but what's going on with the Panthers receivers is 
intriguing me. Perhaps it's because it's my favorite position. I mean, I don't know who doesn't love receivers, right? They, 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 they're out there making plays if given the opportunity. And I saw Robbie Anderson catch a couple of balls today. DJ Moore wasn't involved at all, which I, I wouldn't be surprised if this team quietly just gives him the Christian McCaffrey treatment. Like, all right, man, you're, you're our, what, 15 million per year receiver. You're, you're our number one target. You are proven. You are established. Don't worry about this. That makes sense. Anyone listening who's a Baker Mayfield fan will scream, well, they need to develop chemistry. They need to develop rapport because y'all remember how the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff went down. I don't know. We're not going to get into that. Not here, not now. No way, no how. Uh, um, that meant Brandon Zelster got a lot of reps. Rashad Higgins was all over the place. Higgins rep with the first, second, and third team, catching passes from Darnold and Matt Corral. This is a really intriguing group. I'm not sure how the three through five positions at receiver play out. And Robbie Anderson is quietly probably, how's that for conciseness? Quietly, probably, in a number two receiver battle with Terrence Marshall. Uh, Terrence had a great route today, a, a deep over going from. Uh, left to right with Baker Mayfield at quarterback and Baker led him a little too far. Uh, the ball went just through Terrence's outstretched hands and it was a great route. He, he won at the line. He, he went over the backers underneath this safety really split um, the safety's face and got open uh, about 15, 17 yards downfield, and Baker just let him a little too far. Uh, Marshall did some t- push-ups after the fact, admitting that it was on him. Baker had to try to put the ball where Marshall was going to be leading him, uh, and it just was a misconnect. Matt Rule said the receivers are still working on their timing where they're supposed to be. Rule said he'd rather Baker – he's telling the quarterbacks to put it where they should – and eventually they'll run under it. So, like, that, that was really a way to hedge uh, Baker's overthrows today. You know, in, in, according to Matt Rule, the receivers will get there eventually. And I guess that's really what I said at the top of this podcast. You know, DJ Moore is going to run under one of these eventually. Terrence Marshall is going to come up with, down with that ball sooner than later. And I think a lineup of DJ, Robbie, and Terrence with Christian McCaffrey moving all around the formation is, is pretty matchup proof. If I'm being honest, speaking of Christian, he looked great today. Uh, caught a couple touchdowns uh, from Sam Darnold, one on a corner route, one on a short option where, you know, option routes like the, the Madden play where you can either hook up at the line or go out. Christian went out and, and Sam hit him. Um, God, he's just a freak. Y'all know that he is somebody who this team will lean on when it's go time but we won't see much of him in the preseason. And whatever quarterback wins this job is going to benefit greatly from the cheat code that is Christian McCaffrey. But today was um, drastically different practices from Baker and Sam. Like imagine if those deep balls Baker threw, as I said, a deep one down the right sideline, kind of contested, but 
Zelstra had a step on him. Wide open Zelstra down the right hash, right seam. If even one of those gets completed, I mean, Twitter will go crazy. Because let me tell you what, Twitter went crazy when Baker threw that pick. I mean, you Browns fans who still follow me ate that up. And that's, 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 that's the love-hate relationship with Twitter, right? You, you can clown on there. Some, some people are serious on there. You don't know what you're going to get. But there won't be a more overanalyzed quarterback in, in a training camp this year than Baker Mayfield. I mean, everything this young man does is going to get critiqued and sometimes crucified via Twitter. I, I think when people log off and are in person or human and interactions are normal and empathy and understanding bleed out, but behind these screens, behind these Twitter fingers, it's nasty. It's nasty. Y'all. It's nasty out here. And Baker's going to continue to feel the brunt of that until he makes that play that pops. And then it's going to be the people who were quiet today about Baker barking and everybody who is hating reading or muting. Uh, that's why you can't decipher somebody's day through Twitter. Um, read the work. Watch any video you can. Listen to these long, longer form podcasts. I won't call this real long form. I've probably been going for only about 20 minutes here now, and that's all I really want to do. Uh, for you guys, because I think uh, these bite-sized consumable podcasts work. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to try and get them out to you as often as I can. Figured, you know, with this being day one, it was important to at least give you guys a little update because of all the excitement going on. Um, let's touch real quickly on the offensive line. I thought that was interesting today uh, when I wasn't all eyes on the quarterbacks and the receivers and the backs and the tight ends and the cornerbacks and the safeties. Oh, speaking of safety, uh, see, he's kind of, when you don't have a co-host or a partner to jog your memory or to think while they talk, you kind of just got to snowball through this, right? Um, speaking of safeties, Xavier Woods was out there today. That was dope. It, it was great to see him. Uh, he's a lot smaller than I, than I realized or that I remember now, you know, I only seen him on TV and through all 22 tape, seen him in person, he, he's small in stature, but that is not going to deteriorate his ability because he, you know, he's a, he's a vet. He's been doing this for a minute and he was out there with the first team. Uh, I know this staff has high, high hopes for Xavier to come in there and be that calming presence, that veteran free safety center fielder presence next to Jeremy Chin. The better Xavier plays a lot, defensive coordinator Phil Snow and defensive backs coach Steve Wilkes more flexibility to move Jeremy around like a chess piece. If they got to stay in too deep because they don't really trust their back end, then, you know, it's going to be more predictable where Jeremy's going to be. Xavier having a big camp is something I'm going to keep watching for. Um, nothing notable today, which means he did his job. I'm not writing about a, a blown assignment or him getting mossed or nothing like that. Again, I don't have the all 22. So if he's getting grilled and the defensive backs meeting right now, um, I won't know about it. Most of us won't know about it until later, until we get a chance to talk to Xavier, which I hope is soon. It probably will be soon. Um, with that, uh, real quick, the offensive line, that's where we were going. <laughs> the offensive line. Um, when I wasn't watching everything, da, 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 da. Okay. 
Brady Christensen taking first team reps at left tackle. I don't think that's a big deal because after a couple reps, Ikumi Kwanu, who was at left guard, slid over to tackle and Brady took his spot or replaced him at left guard and the drill continued. So um, if I remember right, the same can be said about Pat Alfline and Bradley Bozeman, uh, switching from center to guard, rotating evenly. This team has a good problem. They've got a little, they've got more than five capable offensive linemen, more than five capable offensive, or excuse me, more than five capable starting offensive linemen, which means this is going to be sort of like the quarterback competition, just spread out and much lower profile. These guys are going to keep changing parts. Offensive line coach James Kempen's going to keep tinkering with this until he finds the right configuration of five players. And that's probably going to take a while. And there's no rush because there is no rush. <laughs> They're not facing a pass rush, pass rush yet, y'all. Um, but it was just, you know, nice to see all of this live today. Nice to be back out there watching football. Uh, check back with me in like nine days, 10 days, you'll probably hear my voice be a lot softer, but that'll be okay because this mic will actually be connected by then. We'll figure something out. Uh, we got a great podcast editor, Michaela. appreciate you dealing with this sound. I uh, hope you hope this isn't too choppy for you. Hope you make me sound all good and all high and, you know, consumable for, for the listeners. And on that note, I think, I think we're going to get out of here. Um, I have not ate all day. Don't worry, that was by choice. They're not working us too hard out here. I'll do better tomorrow. I'm just uh, finding my footing like everyone else. So for myself, I'm Ellis Williams. I'm signing off of the Panthers Tracks podcast. Not sure when I'll hear you all from you all or when you'll hear from me again, but let's do this again soon. And I will do the best to deliver that on my end. So until next time, take care, y'all.